You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hi, beautiful people I love. Hope y'all are having a really, really good day. I'm having a great day. I am just back from Chicago. I was there for a week, which is longer than I think that I've been in Chicago since 2020. And that was just because my mom was having surgery. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be there for a whole week. But I made it through. When I go to Chicago, though, I'm like, I always get off kilter, not like anybody makes me. And I'm always eating hella carbs and I was having coffee. You know, I don't drink coffee here. So when I came back yesterday, well, I came back the day before yesterday, but when I got back yesterday, I did, I stayed in the bed. And I was like, why am I so sleepy? Because one of the side effects of caffeine withdrawal is like fatigue. I didn't feel particularly tired, but I'm not a napper. But I slept a good portion of the day yesterday. So now I feel like I got my wits about me. Uh, and now I can get back to my regular routine. But I had a good time. I packed in more in the week than I normally do. So I caught up with some old friends. One night I stayed out to five in the morning. I'm like, this is what I was doing in my 20s. Like, what are we doing here? So anyway, always good to see my kids and spend time with them. And I say my kids, I don't mean just Asia and Day. I mean, like, all of the kids. Like, listen, if you're under 35, I'm just going to be by default your mama if you come in my presence um, enough, right? So I, the energy of young people, the potential of young people, it just really energizes me. And so I really love just being around them. I was thinking about this because one of the reasons I was there as well was doing a photo shoot and I was taking some pictures by the water. So anytime I do a photo shoot, if it's up to me, they will all be outside in nature near water because that's my element. So one of the pictures that we took, we took on a cell phone. Well, I didn't take it. And I captioned it like my happy place. And I was thinking like, that is such my happy place. Then I was like, when I'm in the sun, that's my happy place. And then I was thinking, when I'm in the shower or, or a long bath, I'm like, that's my happy place. Then I'm like, when I'm just in solitude and I could just be in my being, that's my happy place. So I, then I was like, damn, I got a lot of happy places. Here's the thing. I'm the common denominator. My happy place is my happy place because I'm happy. For, for the most part, I'm happy. I'm happy with my life, with where I am in my life. And so that happiness, those, those places just enhance the inner inside happiness. Because if I was miserable, going by the water ain't going to make me happy, right? Doing the things that I love to do if I was inwardly miserable, that's not going to help me out. So I was thinking about that, like so many of us, we try to change our external situations and circumstances, and we don't work on the inside, right? We don't, we don't, you know how people say happiness is an inside job. And that's because also, too, I want to say 
Happiness is one of those things that a lot of times is situational. So I said I'm a mostly happy person. My daughter said I'm the happiest person she knows in the morning, but I'm not just like always happy, like bubbling over the top happy. But I think for me, it's really a greater sense of contentment with myself, with my life, just with with where I am. So I would probably say contentment, just being able to navigate life and be content and not having external situations and circumstances constantly disrupt my life and have me off kilter and out of balance. Do you know what I mean? And so a lot of us, a lot of y'all, a lot of them, whoever, seek those things outside of ourselves. And I think that by default sets us up for disappointment because we want other things, the new job, the new relationship, the new car, the new house, the new business, the new clients. And so we think that, okay, this is going to be the thing. That vacation, man, when I go on vacation, that's going to be it. And so it's always something else that we are outsourcing our happiness and contentment too. And those things are temporary at best because it really does need to come from within. Now, when you cultivate that within yourself and what you will see is that your external circumstances and situations start to reflect your internal state. And what happens is a seed produces after its own kind. So you will always recreate the environment that's inside of you. That's why I can go to so many different places and be in my happy place, right? In my happy place. I can go to so many different places because again, I'm the common denominator and I'm constantly cultivating a sense of greater contentment within myself, constantly getting to know myself, constantly getting to learn me. You would think that I know at almost 50 years old, but there's a new discovery about me that I make every single day. And I'll be like, man, like, seriously, if you would spend more of your time getting to know you, getting to know yourself, being intimate with yourself, your thoughts, your desires, like, we would just not have time for the things that we give so much of our um, our time to that is outside of ourselves. Like, things outside of us just wouldn't carry that much weight because you're so like in tune and so connected with you. And I'm telling you, it's a real thing. So many people are disconnected from themselves. I can tell you it's why coaching is a billion dollar industry because people are so disconnected from themselves. It's not that you can't have um, counsel or advice or wisdom outside of yourself. However, if everything that you get All of the counsel, all of the wisdom, everything that you get comes from outside of yourself. You are disconnected. And I'm saying that as a paid person who gives people wisdom. However, when I'm on this journey with people, I'm always on the journey inside of them. I'm always asking questions. I'm on this juicy journey to dig out the treasures and the answers and the things that are inside of them. I'm not on this journey with them like, hey, I know you better than you. I may seem to know you better than you because I'm so tapped in and tuned into myself that I can tune into you, but that's not the way that it should be, right? And so sometimes we can lose our way. We can get disconnected. I've done it and I need the insight and wisdom from other people, but that should not be your life's design where somebody outside of you is always the person who is directing your life, giving you wisdom, giving you insight because you are disconnected from yourself. How do you really connect with yourself? 
a lot of people don't do it because a lot of people don't actually like themselves. And so I connect with myself through spending time with myself. I can be in the house. I could be in the house for three days, five days, and just be just as content. Not like I'm just sitting around not doing anything, but I'm really okay with my own company. Like, I'm really okay with being with me. And a lot of people can't do that because when they are alone, let's just say if you are alone and you're not distracted through social media or you're not distracted through TV or something like that, it's difficult to sit with the uncomfortable emotions that may come up for you. However, that is the first way to start connecting with yourself. Like, get into a quiet space. Now, let's say you are in a quiet environment, but a lot of us are inwardly noisy. And so you have to start then to quiet the noise on the inside of you. How do you do that? Through prayer, through meditation. Sometimes I will just, uh, sometimes if I'm having a difficult time, I will listen to white noise, black noise, rain, whatever it is that you call it. Like I will pull out all the stops to just make sure that I have a quiet space within me because that is how I connect with God. I can't connect with God in noise, but because I have enough of a quiet space within me, even in noisy external and, and um, outward environments, my pipeline to God is still there. Does that make sense? So, getting in touch with yourself is so, so, so important because you're just going to go through life feeling like the life you're living, like you're just a, a spectator or an observer. Like this couldn't be real life. It's real life, but it's not a life that you're really intentional about and connected to. It's such a beautiful thing. Like you can just discover some beautiful and amazing things about yourselves and really get clear. I was talking on the last week's podcast, really get clear on what the truth is about you or maybe how you've changed. So many of us, we, we, just, we just don't do that. And I'm like, it is important because the more you're in tune with you, the more you can show up in the relationships and to the responsibilities that are around you in a way that is real and authentic. And it's, it, it's not an easy thing. There are times when I sit with myself and I'm like, self, and myself say, hmm, and myself is like, we don't like this. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't really like this. But instead of like beating myself up, it's like, okay, what can I do to, to change that, to invite change, right? But sitting with yourself, sitting with your own feelings, sitting with your emotions, sitting with what comes up for you. If you feel lonely, if you feel alone, if you feel um, unloved, unwanted, rejected, like find out what your real, real feelings are because you want to work from the inside out because like I said before, a seed reproduces after its own kind. And so you are only going to recreate the environment that is inside of you. And so when we see people, their relationships all look alike. Like, why is she always with an abusive man? Or why is he always with this? Nobody consciously chooses an asshole like the one that they had before. But what feels familiar to you is what's going to be attractive to you, subconsciously so, until you cultivate a different environment, until you uproot those seeds that are no longer in alignment with what you desire and plant new seeds in the garden of your heart and mind. Does that make sense? Until and unless you do that, 
You will keep cycling through and attracting the same kinds of experiences because they feel familiar. What feels familiar can kill you. Not necessarily physically, but could be physically, but what feels familiar to you can destroy your potential. It can destroy a sense of destiny and a sense of purpose because you're just cycling through the same experiences. Like, you know how your life just feel like a maze? Just like a maze. Like, you're just going through life. There's another podcast existing but not really living. You're just going through life, just going along to get along and just cycling through because you're not in tune enough to see what is it that I really need right now. Listen, I'm so thankful that this is the most difficult process that I go through. When I start to feel inwardly empty and I start to feel inwardly just like disrupted and like I'm in an upheaval, it is so uncomfortable for me. Like I'd be wanting to pull out my hair, okay? But I understand that that's my spirit's invitation to something more. Like there is more. And the longer I act like I don't hear it or take heed to it, the more miserable I become. I can't stand it. And so I surrender into, okay, what is next? What Am I, what am I surrendering to? What is next? What am I being invited to now? How am I being invited to grow now? And because I do it on the regular basis, it's the only way that I know. But I know that there are people that um, I've had conversations with, and I'm like, you, you, you were saying the same thing like 10, 20 years ago, and you are still right here in the same frame of mind, and I can respect it. It's just not something that I choose to have around me because I'm a progressive person. Like, I was literally having a conversation with someone a few days ago, and they said, you haven't changed a bit. You are still the same. And, and while I can, under, I can understand where they were coming from, nothing could be further from the truth. There are parts of my personality that will always be the parts of my personality. But I have grown so much by leaps and by bounds. And so this was really a very surface level conversation. And so do I need to prove, uh-uh, no, I'm not the same person. I just smile because people people perceive whatever it is that they want to perceive, right? Um, but I am nowhere near the same person that I was 10 years ago, two years ago, because I'm constantly evolving and changing. But anyway, um, the more you tap in and tune into yourself, guys, the less you need to prove to people. You, you, you let people come to whatever conclusions that they choose to come to, because if people are making snap judgments and forming conclusions about you, and we are all guilty of that, without communicating with you, without getting curious, without asking questions, then it's just what they wanted to do in the first place. So I'm not in the business anymore of trying to prove people wrong that, oh, I'm not this person. Oh, I'm not this person. This is really who I am. I just let people be with their opinions because you know why? I'm clear on who I am. Although I'm always learning about me, I'm clear on who I am. And so I'm perfectly at peace with who I am And I'm going to be at peace with allowing you to believe whatever it is that you want to believe about me because I've cultivated an environment within myself that um, I don't really care about that. Now, people that are really close to me, I care about what they think about me, right? But but even not so much that I'm trying to prove somebody wrong or or just, just, it just takes a lot of energy to, to constantly monitor 
what people think about you when most people don't really know the truth. Most people know the truth that they would like to be true about you, or most people project their own Um, They look through their own biased lenses and project those things upon you to be true. And that's just really not always the case. But, you know, you live and you learn. Um, As you go on this journey of discovery, like, I'm always surprised with myself sometimes. Like, dang, I thought thought all this time that I felt like this, but really I felt like that. So either I just didn't know the truth or... I I grew and evolved to something that was really, really different. So I like to give practical examples. So, you know, I use a lot of relationship and dating examples because they're just the easiest. So, for example, I can give y'all feedback that I get in dating. Men tell me, "You, you don't initiate contact with me unless I initiate contact with you. And I say, oh, okay. Well, well, what would you like to be different? So I've gotten that on more than one occasion, right? Let me tell y'all something about me. That's that's probably not going to (laughs) change. And let me tell you why. Here's what I've learned about myself. I desire a man who is not just a partner, but who is also a leader and who can lead the relationship and set the tone and set the pace of the relationship and be the visionary. It's not like I'm just a bump on the log and I don't have any input or any insight. But the thing that I know about myself that I've learned and I'm very clear on is I operate by response. So when you put something in front of me, I respond to it. It's the way, like, I've done human design assessments and all these other things, just digging deep into my my psychological MO, right? And so I am a responder. So that is how I operate and I go through life. People put things in front of me, and when it's a full yes, okay, I'm moving forward with this. If I feel hesitant, I can voice that. But it's not just that way in life, it's also that way in business. So I work best with people who are initiators, who take charge, who make plans, who plan things out, and then I respond. I'm telling you, you just need to know this truth about yourself. So if a man needs me, you know, calling him every other day, or it's like a 50-50 thing, or he's keeping track, it's not going to work for me. Because here's here's what I found as well. Men who, for me, this is just me, y'all might have a different experience. Men who want that for me, what I found is in making other decisions, they're still looking to me for my leadership and for my guidance. Like something as simple as where to go to eat. Well, what do you like? I was thinking, listen, look, just please pick a place. And if I have a problem with it, I will respond to you and I will say, could we do something like this? But I don't need you to consult me on all of the details. You learn me, you know what I like, you don't want what I don't like. I trust you to make a decision. If you keep coming back to me to check in with me, it, it starts to shatter the sense of trust that I have for you to lead in bigger issues. Do you understand? That's just something that I know about myself and I've seen it play out time and time again. And in a relationship, me being able to trust a man's leadership is something that's very, very, very important. I know y'all boss chicks out there. I know y'all like to lead. I know y'all like to, you know, get everything done. 
Now, in my personal life, that is me. I'm going to make sure that things are taken care of. I do not want that same role in a relationship. I do not. And so it's very clear to me when men say that for me, it's not like I can't initiate a text or like I'm just sitting back like a pampered princess and you have to do everything. That's not where I'm coming from. But if you are not comfortable leading and you are not confident enough in yourself to lead me, we are going to have a challenge, right? So I, those those are things, the truths that I just realized about myself. So when I get that feedback, I'm like, oh, Okay, no sense in me trying to convince you that this is going to change because it's not. It's not going to change. And probably what what evokes that response from me is really your leadership, is really, you know, what you have done on the front end of that. And so what I find, who who I'm attracted to may be a unicorn, but I've I've had it, let me see, twice, right? I've seen it twice, so I know that it exists. Something that I was telling my son is that as you learn yourself, you become very, let me just speak for myself. As you learn yourself, you just develop certain convictions about certain things. And I'm the person that when I have something in my mind that it is possible because I've experienced it, or because I just know and sense that it's possible, nobody can tell me anything different. And so I realized a good portion of my life, people will tell me like, your standards are too high or you want too much or this or that. And I would be like, you you can't tell me that something is not possible. And I will always get it. And so when I have the experience and when I get it, guess what? You You can't tell me that it's not possible. It's just not possible with you. I'm not out of my mind. I'm out of yours. Let's let's just, we we operate from different frequencies and different realms of possibility. It doesn't make me better. It makes me different. And so I just need to move with my own kind. And that, that is those people are few and far between. However, I would not have come to understand that about myself if I didn't spend so much time cultivating this environment and really digging in and understanding who I am, right? I'm put here to defy the odds. I'm put here to show people that what's quote unquote impossible is actually possible. And if I didn't dig into myself enough, I would just be settling for everything that everybody else sells for. Not me, not me. I, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do it. If anything feels, now here, mediocrity is subjective, right? If anything feels mediocre to me, it's, it's going to be very, very short-lived for me. I didn't make myself. God made me this way. I'm unapologetic about it. And so I'm going to keep searching. I'm going to keep reaching. I'm going to keep asking, seeking, knocking until the doors are open. That's That's just who I am. And so what happens is, because something isn't in the realm of possibility for other people, they will try and convince you that it's not in the realm of possibility for you. We are not the same, my friend. I have done this inner work. Now listen, here's the other thing. Don't let me be talking to my guy God, and my guy God is gassing me and telling me what's possible. Man, I'm not listening to humans when I've got the Spirit of God telling me, and I and I exist in a different realm. I don't exist in the realm where I'm just trusting what it is that I see. I see through the lenses of my spirit and in my mind's eye, and I'm not going to stop until I see the thing that I see right there. Listen, that's that's what I'm saying. It's, I did another podcast. Tap in if you notice the the messages. They're 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 kind of uh, cyclical. They're they're kind of the 
same thing over and over and over. Get to know yourself, create that happy place in your life, and then you're going to bring that energy everywhere you go. So something that I used to be like, oh my God, this drives me crazy. When I'm around on planes, trains, and automobiles, and people would just be drawn to me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm real serious. Like my energy is magnetic. My energy draws people. And then I would be like, what is it that people want? It's a gift because you know what? Everybody does not have light in their darkness. So if you can be light in somebody's darkness, go ahead and be it. Like, go ahead and be light in darkness. The, the, the reason why boundaries have to be placed around that is because I can feel people's, what's, what's in their souls, and it becomes it becomes a lot for me. But I'm like, listen, I'm not going to fault people for wanting to be drawn to something that is light to them when we live in a world that is so dark. People's thoughts are dark. You know, people's lives are dark. And so when you can come in as a ray of sunshine into somebody's lives, it's, I mean, it's, it's really okay to be that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, right? I just have to work on the back end and put the boundaries around and manage my overwhelm. But that's just what I'm here to do. Like, tap into yourself and tune into yourself and cultivate your happy place so much so that you can have your happy place, the place of contentment, the place where you are unshakable, even in the midst of life circumstances. I'll give you another example. You hear all this talk about the recession, right? Cultivate a place on the inside of you that is so solid that whether gas is up or whether gas is down, you're good, right? That whether crypto is up, whether crypto is down, you're good. Because regardless of what's happening in the world economy, the global economy, the U.S. economy, you got your own economy anyway. How you spend your money, how you make your money, what you invest in as a priority, all of that is subject to your own personal economy. So don't allow yourself to become overwhelmed and now you're moved out of a place of solidity. When I go and get gas, I'm like... <clears throat> As more so than balking over the gas prices, I'm thankful that I can that I can pay for it. I'm thankful for provision. I'm grateful that everything that I need that I have, right? I'm I just it was the to me it was the same thing that happened with COVID, that our minds were so penetrated with fear and with all of this that it, it rendered us paralyzed in many ways. I'm not saying that COVID wasn't real, but what I am saying is when you have the media and when you have all of these other things, it takes a toll on your mind. So now the recession or what's happening is, is now that's, that's the thing. And so now people are afraid. And so now people have to do this and now people have to do that, right? I'm going to keep working on making sure that I am so solid within myself that I know that I'm going to be good no matter what. Because the moment your mind is given to things outside of yourself, the moment you lose. The moment you lose, cultivate faith and courage within yourself. Cultivate that sense of happiness and contentment within yourself. Get within yourself and figure out what it is that you need to do from a practical standpoint and stop allowing people to dictate your emotions and how you feel and, and what you should be doing, people that are not in your own circumstance. Do you, do you see the, the common theme through here? You 
need to know you because you need you. You need to know you. You need to know you intimately. You need to know your own thoughts, not just the things that you've been conditioned to believe because most of that stuff ain't true and most of it is not really in service to the life that you could be living. Seriously. And I feel like this might seem like it's not related, but I'm really, really big on self-care, right? So you're going to find me, whether that's my food, my workout, you know, my my external things, mani-pedi, massages, that. But so many of us do that, but we don't do anything for our souls. We don't do any kind of self-care for our minds and for our mindsets. We don't do any kind of self-care to constantly work at cultivating and creating the mindset and the mentality that is necessary for what it is that we say that we desire. And by not caring for it, then we're operating by default. We're operating in a space of neglect, okay? And so it's only going to be a matter of time before those seeds that have been planted in your mind are going to recreate themselves. You will always recreate the environment that's on the inside of you. So if you're going to do it, it may as well be seeds that you are intentionally planting. Okay? That being said, learn you. Um, get in the garden of your heart and mind. Pull up the weeds. Pull up the seeds that no longer serve you, that no longer serve the life that you desire. Plant new seeds. Nurture those seeds And over time, you will see that the inside of you is creating a completely different outside of you, but it's because you've taken the time to do the work. There is no substitute for what it is that you can do for you, with you, inside of you. And to give that to somebody else is to just give your life over to somebody who um, is just not supposed to have that responsibility. And that's why a lot of times we're miserable. love each and every one of you. Um, I know there was a gem or two in there. Share it with somebody else so you can be the light in somebody else's darkness. Have a beautiful rest of your day.